Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest, and I am joined today by three very intense gentlemen repping the band Grimstalker. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Fantastic. Look at this. They're so close they share a mic. <laughs> That's it. They just they have to they have to do everything together. So <laughs> you know, we all hey, we other. even use the bathroom together. Aww. Yeah. You guys should totally do a reel about that. Um, no, please. <laughs> See, the thing is, I know you actually will, so I should not say that. So, okay. <laughs> Before we get started, why don't you all just quickly introduce yourselves, tell everybody what you do in the band, and then we can go from there. Well, I'll start off. Um, I go by Goose. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? I said you are holding the mic, so. <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah. go ahead. You are. I go by Goose. Um, it's just my last name, so I just go by it, but, uh, I am the lead guitarist. Um, obviously, I mean, I help with the writing occasionally. Um, I do the lead solos of the songs and just show up to practice. Yeah. That's what I do. Good job showing up to practice. Look at that. <laughs> I am Brandon. I go by Grim or the Grim one. Uh, I'm the lead vocalist and lyricist of the group. Um, I do all the raps and screams and all that good stuff. It's and and be and look very brooding. I like to do that too. Very brooding. Very brooding. I'm Eas. I'm the rhythm guitarist and production backing vocalist as well. Um, I put everything together basically. <laughs> you're like that's it. That's all I do. So I love how everyone does something critical, but you're all like. That's what I do. It's like, all right, well, without any of it, we would we would not be hearing Grim Stalker as we knew it. Get all three of us together, you get Grim Stalker. So that's it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So okay, I like to start every show with a thought-provoking question. Are you gentlemen buckled in and ready for it? Oh man, yeah. I always like right now. I was I was not like prepared these. to use my brain. Uh, <laughs> let's go. It always happens. All right, here we go. Given that you guys dabble in some pretty intense music, I'm going to ask this question because I'm really curious to hear if there's a villain origin story anywhere in here. Is there a movie that you saw when you were a kid or a part of a movie that you saw when you were a kid that just completely fucked you up and like scarred and traumatized you for life? And if so, American Werewolf in London. Okay. <laughs> How old were you when you saw that? Uh, like three. <sighs> Oh yeah, it was the howls and the scene where he's changing into the wolf and his face is all contorting. Yeah, that's that stuck with me as a kid. Apparently, it's even finding its way into your music now. Three. It is indeed. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is not on like the Disney Plus, you know, suggested movies for three year olds. <laughs> but okay, all right. I don't know if you guys can top that goose. You used to like, what's your what's your uh, what's your villain origin story on this? Shit. Uh, well, well, can I curse? Sorry. Oh, okay. have you not heard me? Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah. Um, no, we're well, at the point this with this show where the guy, the people watching actually have a drinking game that every oh. time I drop an F-bomb, they drink something. So, yeah, you're you're, you're fine to curse. Go right well, ahead. They've been going right over my head after you've been saying them, though. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I'm I was so like, anything to, to just fucked you up, and you're like, she doesn't curse. What? I'm yeah. so used right. to it, though. I'm not there. <laughs> it's so true. It's just so not there. Like, and I even cut that. I think you're far off worse than I am, or worse <laughs> off than I am. <laughs> but uh, as for like a good movie that scarred me, though, um, I think I was around six years old. Uh, my parents were in the living room uh, watching like a late night movie and it was a horror movie. And uh, I was coming in to tell him something, but it zoomed in on this girl at the bottom of the staircase. It was in like this white asylum just looked wet and run down, but her jaw was like dislocated and her mm. tongue was like that long. And it was just coming out of her mouth and she was just staring like her jaw was just coming off ah. of her face. And it, I didn't, it freaked me the fuck out. Like, Oh yeah, my God. Like, like anytime I think about now. that, so two for two on body contortion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, ah, okay. so that was six. Okay. I mean, you were a veteran at that point compared to, to Grim. You you just, you know, you were twice his age. You should have just been able to. I lived in a haunted house, so I was kind of numb to it. But till then, whoo, that was new. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say you lived in a haunted house? Oh, I guarantee I did. There was some crazy shit. Oh, there. I'm not questioning you. I just wanted to make sure I heard you correctly. All yeah, right. I may yeah. need to come back and ask you a little bit about that, but okay. Yeah, I used All to right, come a lot, and I feel like I used to have spirits follow me. It's been dormant in the past few years, but I've had some wild experiences, too. Okay. You guys are you guys are tapped into that whole side of things. Okay. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I uh I have never seen anything in my life that has fucked me up. I as an adult get an enjoyment out of watching snuff films, people blowing up, you know, chainsaws to the face and stuff. I I live for that kind of thing. That nothing nothing scares me or bothers me. I, I will say as a as a child, I did have movies. As a child, I did I did have movies that would scare me. Okay. But as far as completely fuck me up, there has literally been nothing that has phased me at all in my entire life. So I watched somebody get shot in front of me and that ain't nothing. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm desensitized. I've, I have constantly, you know, I've, I just grown up desensitized to it because I just, uh, I have a radically thinking mind. So. Okay. If it doesn't phase me. <laughs> Nothing okay. me. That is like the most opposite. Like literally everything phases me. So I'm just trying to even think my way into that kind of existence. But um, that sounds kind of freeing actually. But okay. So mm -hmm. what, what was a movie that scared you as a kid? It didn't have to alter your entire, you know, neurology or whatever but just like or or even i know people who were like oh yeah you know never ending story when like the dog dies or whatever like that yeah. messed me it doesn't even have to be scary just something that that's, okay uh, well okay so i had a different kind of upbringing as a lot of than a lot of other kids did my age i uh i mean at the same time a lot of kids had the same upbringing i grew up on um, adhd meds from the age of six on up to 18 so mm -hmm. I was constantly paranoid growing up. Um, one movie that I absolutely loved, I, I did not have any fear of watching it. I was not scared of tornadoes either. Even had a couple of tornadoes in my childhood. I remember them. Um, and But Twister. Um, I oh, yeah. would be up at night. It'd be bedtime and I'd still be tweaking on my meds. And I'd look out the window and see a tree. And I'm like, there's a tornado outside of my window. Yeah. And, and like so I would... I would freak out and uh, just 
I remember one time there was uh I was so twacked that I thought I was seeing a bunch of like glow in the dark ants climbing all over my bed and I freaked out about that and I don't know where that thought had come from it was possibly a movie of some sort or something okay. but I freaked out about that okay so you're not a thousand percent impervious but you're pretty no. you're pretty well set to kind of make your way evenly through life that's what I'm getting but yeah, oh, yeah. okay but that that would uh, I yeah, mean just don't give just, me the wrong meds <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah that's a whole yeah. other that's a whole other story getting that right but okay <laughs> i'm i'm glad i asked um because now i have even more questions actually than i did before but um before we get to all of that let's go back and um tell me how you each got into music how'd you guys hook up with each other and form grim stalker what's your band musician story and band story awesome all right one of you guys go first <laughs> Well, um, essentially what got me into music was, uh, well, I'm not really sure. I just, I've always had a love for it. Uh, mm -hmm. there was a video or an old VHS tape floating around somewhere out there. Maybe that my grandpa had recorded when I was still in diapers. Okay. And, uh, I had a microphone in my hand and I was lip singing, uh, of Wolf and man by Metallica. How and old do you think you were when that happened? I don't know. I was still in diapers, so maybe two. Two, three. Yeah, okay. Three maybe. Aww. And Aww. Uh, whenever the singing would stop, I'd turn the microphone around and, you know, start air guitaring it. And <laughs> I love that. So, so I've much. just, I've always You're had a love for it. And uh, Grimstalker actually started because I was in between bands uh, looking for a project to start or join. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody had sent me to Eos and said he had some good, good tunes that he needed worked on. Mm-hmm. So I did some, uh, you know, looking into it and I did some vocal work for him. I did uh, what three, three tracks, yeah. wrote and recorded three tracks that for his solo stuff. Okay. One's already released. The other two are, yeah. will be released eventually. Okay. Eventually. okay. I got to re-record them, I think. Mm. My guitar parts, I do. But um, I had the idea that I, I wanted to get my name out there if I couldn't find another band. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to mix rap and death metal together. And the whole basis on that was Eos wasn't sure if he was able to do live playing at the time. Okay. So I figured if we mixed rap with it, that's something I could do by myself. Right, right. And uh, right, or you could even have tracks and, if you guys went out together and yeah, you could do yeah, that. Yeah, and we do, we play with uh, backtracks for our yeah. instrumentals. And then I we think you'd have to. Yeah, lives. you'd have to. <laughs> you definitely yeah. have to. But uh, that's, that's pretty much my story. And, it's pretty pretty boring on that aspect but that's how i got into music and how ultimately i was part of forming grimstalker i i don't think it's boring i actually the image of baby grim one in a diaper just you know lip syncing and air guitaring to metallica seems definitely not boring to me i feel like maybe there's a thing in your future where you know you you try to get x number of pre-saves for a new release and if you get like 500 you release that video of you <laughs> and put it on your social media that's for so, sure yeah yeah just see if you can rustle it up but okay but, uh, so another, so that's oh, yeah, another funny visual to give you while i was little three-year-old grim i had a i had a mullet <gasps> so there's another funny visual for you you had a baby mullet <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> well, I'm sure your that. parents loved you anyway. That's okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I got into music back in 2006. I 
received the bass an Ibanez bass guitar from my grandma um, for an early, as an early birthday present and started playing around on it and started learning some stuff. And I was like, I'm, this is too easy, you know? And then I discovered children about them and my explosion into metal had become mm-hmm. at that point, you know, it, it, that was then when I was introduced to like extreme, more extreme metal aside from, you know, Metallica, Megadeth and right. you know, all the, all the names that everybody knows. Right. Cannibal you know, Corpse and, and, and whatever came into play. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. not even, not even necessarily Cannibal Corpse. Like I okay. hadn't, I, I was, I got into skateboarding and I got into rock music because beforehand I hated it. I hated rock and I hated metal and I loved rap. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing at that time. Cause I was young and, when I got into skateboarding, I got into rock, and then I was like, I like this. I'm starting to really like this, and I'm kind of liking how heavy it sounds, and I think I want heavier. I didn't know where to look to find heavier, and one day, Children of Bodom's commercial, they had an ESP guitar commercial come on on MTV2 Headbangers Ball Okay. And uh, in 2006, showcasing his brand new guitar at the time alexi lejo's brand new guitar and the song in your face was playing in the background and i was like whoa what is that (laughs) that is fucking cool (laughs) so i searched and searched and searched on bear share and kazaa to try and find this song by children of bodum And Owen oh, LimeWire, oh yeah, I, I searched all of them trying to find this song by Children of Bodom, and I came across a bunch of their other songs, and I was like, man, this is a really kick-ass band. Mm-hmm. And then I finally found the song, and I was like, fucking just, yeah, and Children of Bodom just blew up, and I tried finding other bands that were similar to Children of Bodom. Right, right. At that time, similar to Children of Bodom was Lamb of God and uh, All That Remains and As They Lay Dying, even though mm-hmm. they were all completely different. Different, right. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't It was It was like, we don't know what to call these point. things, so we're going to tell you just they're all like each other, even yeah. though they're not. Yeah, right. and then I came across like Dark Tranquility and the Black Dahlia Murder and uh, Cannibal Corpse. Um, so you just went down the rabbit hole at that point. I went, I, I fucking, I didn't go down the rabbit hole. I fucking dove down that motherfucker. <laughs> I was, I was very into it after that. So I started playing bass. I made a band with a friend that I met and I got treated like shit, uh, by a couple of the other members. And I ended up being forced out of the band. Uh, and then I was like, this is too easy, so I want to start playing guitar. So I started playing on my brother's guitar for a bit. You know, okay. he was playing a six string. I started learning stuff, looking up tablature and stuff like that, learning that stuff back around 2006, 2007. Okay. And then uh, I joined another band as a bassist, and they treated me like shit, too. Jesus. And, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm just solid a rhythm guitarist. I get more respect this way. <laughs> Bassists are just treated like crap. Trust me, I know. You know what? Yeah. That you're not. You're not wrong about that at all. And yeah. I mean, I I say it a lot that I think that that bass and drums, but especially bass, are just so unappreciated. But like, you cannot have a good band without either one. So I do not yeah. understand it. But you're mm-hmm. right. There's like. And I think one of the things, too, is that bass players are a very specific breed. They don't tend to want to be in the front. They don't tend to want all the attention. They just want to come in, do their job, you know, get the groove down, get people's asses out of the chairs, and then 
you know, that's it. They're content. So you really have to be kind of a massive asshole to mistreat a bass player because they're not asking for much. They really yeah. aren't. It's not like a diva, you know, lead singer, lead guitarist kind of situation where like you could maybe see somebody earning it. So I hear you. But now it looks like you found a situation where you're not being treated like shit in a band finally. So yeah. huzzah yeah. on that one. And then I guess we know how you and Grimm hooked up. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll let Goosey explain how he yeah. became part of the band. It's pretty good. Good story. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> the pressure's yeah, on now, Goose. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess for starters, though, I mean, I kind of always grew up around music. Uh, parents always had like Led Zeppelin, ACDC. Uh, Ozzy was like a huge part of my childhood, but I didn't really know what it was. Hmm. So, like, the older I grew up, um, I lived in Independence, the city, for most of my childhood years. And I moved to some country bumpkin town around 10 years old. And it, it was a culture shock for sure. So I didn't really know really what to do. So mm -hmm. I started making like, I don't know. I didn't really listen to music that much. And then one day I started listening to like dubstep, like Skrillex and Dead Mouse and shit like that. Yeah. And uh okay. So I started getting into that and I started making that type of music. That was my first uh, in introduction into even yeah. making music was just, yeah, oh, same cool. with them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, after doing that, there was just this one time where I was listening to, uh, it was about, it was about eight years ago. Um, I was listening to a radio station on Google play whenever that was still around. <laughs> and uh just uh, I think spit yeah it was spit it out by Slipknot came on and it started doing all that record stuff where it just had that weird audio at the beginning and I was like what in the hell is this yes. and so I started listening to metal more and more uh, mainly got into Metallica Lamb of God and just the name big name bands that you mm -hmm. kind of think of and mm -hmm. uh, I always had this guitar downstairs and I just maybe wanted to learn how to play guitar and like it's sappy to say but i just met a girl and i wanted to learn how to play guitar uh for that reason and um it, it, so i learned it i it, had a it, that, that is a super motivator for a lot of musicians i will yeah. tell you that right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it yeah i met a someone i met a girl yeah 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 that'll, yeah. that'll get you learning okay so you hadn't <laughs> played the guitar or anything at all before that she just you know no. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, there was an old guitar downstairs. That was my great grandfather's. I think mm -hmm. from the, one of the old wars there was actually like some tallies and shit on there. Wow. <laughs> so, um, That's badass. Yeah. Uh, I picked that up and took it to class because I had a teacher for probably about, uh, four years around there and then just kind of started playing after that. But, I started writing my own music the, before I was even in any band, um, recorded my own songs and shit like that and started putting them out there and started just posting videos of myself on Facebook. And right. I started playing in this other band called Born in Ruin. And I was actually the bass player going back to being bass player. And uh, so I was the bass player for them for probably about a, a, at least a year, maybe a year and a half. I didn't really get into bands that much prior. Like they never really got anywhere. I was definitely in a couple other bands, but we never played shows or written any music or anything like right. that. But okay. this is my first real band as of like maybe two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. Oh, and okay. um, so left that band. Well, no, uh, I was playing in that band. Sorry. And uh, we were actually playing a show at a 
place in Belton and they were at the show. And th- so they watched yeah. me perform and all that stuff. And then whenever we got done, they were like, Hey, you want to come check out our music and things like that. And so we can went out to the car, you know, just introduced ourselves more and sat in the car, just turned on some music and it was freaking badass. I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this? I'm like, yeah. this is like literally a mixture of like EDM type, uh, computer stuff mixed with guitar but it's also like metal and right gets you moving i was like this is freaking sweet as shit so of course i um got together with them and started practicing with them and so i was in two bands at the time hmm. and uh stuff fell through with the other band as it uh, does yeah <laughs> well actually st- well kind of to backtrack it we actually got into it and i left them for a bit and then i left the other band and uh just kind of got my wits together of okay. what should been. So then I contacted them again okay. and here we are. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Writing oh, music and playing songs. One thing he left out about them actually meeting. Okay. His, oh yeah. His girl was like, yo, you look like him. Yeah. We're twins. So <laughs> yeah, they, they're not brothers, but they do look, they do. Look I like remember them. when I was first seeing you guys come up on my feed on Facebook and I was like, Oh, there are two of them in the band. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Sometimes he wears glasses. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's like, nobody wears their glasses all the time. And I was like, I don't think that's the same guy. So I actually went back and I looked and cause it's not immediately apparent on your social media, like who the band members are or whatever. So I was kind of, so I could totally understand that like doppelganger thing where it's like you know but there are see everyone there are three of them and eus and goose are not even the names like <laughs> you're seen in the same place now <laughs> i know it's true it's like superman and clark kent you guys now you can't you can't unsee it so you know that, that they're either that or they have some really stellar um ai cgi stuff going on in the background but i won't mm-hmm. throw that out there as a possibility yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why he's in the background you see because they they have there's a Shh. i can put my hands right through them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god please don't do that because then we're all going to be traumatized like that woman at the bottom of the stairs. so okay but like that i mean one of the reasons i love asking that question is because i'm always just fascinated to know how people get into music it's always different you know some people have musicians in their family and they're just basically they're born and they're handed an instrument and some people just see something on you know tv or hear something on the radio or whatever and they're like i want to do that thing but you guys all have different stories but what i think is is interesting is that all of your backgrounds make so much sense to me given what grim stalker does because one of the things that I try to do as like this, you know, you know, relative newbie to metal and all of that is, is like sit down and figure out if I can figure out what kind of music we're talking about here. And I remember when I first was reading up on Grimstalker and I was like, okay, it's death rap. And I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> that wasn't something I had heard of. And I was like, all right, well, I'm guessing that it's death metal with rapping involved. And it is. Mm. But you guys wow. also have... Like there are dubstep elements here, which makes sense to me now, given what Goose said. And there's like buzzsaw stuff. Like the you you guys, you you don't sound like anybody else that I've been listening to, which yeah. I love because it's there's there's something for the ear in every song that's different from everything else that's going on, but it all works together. So like 
Okay, so for, for those who don't know, um, the album is The Ramblings of Dangerous Minds. It is intense, okay? It is definitely intense. And I mean that in a really good way. So I start off with the title track, you know, and, and I say the same thing pretty much every episode where I will um, sit down or, you know, just chill somewhere, not when I'm driving, close my eyes and listen. And the title track comes on and... I'm hearing all these newscasters, news stories, you know, about this, you know, killer in Milwaukee and, you know, just how grisly and gruesome and, and, and especially brutal and everything it all is. And I'm like, okay, I'm fucking in for it because like, there's no way this turns into like, for like the second track, there's no way, like if it starts out this way. And then what happens is this, very heavily affected voice comes in talking and I have a hypothesis about this. I'm going to get to that in a second, but, and then I'm hearing like this synth that's reminding me for all the world of like Halloween, Michael Myers, like this very creepy, ominous kind of sound. And then everything is distorted, sorted and swirly and whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is just the first fucking song and they haven't even really 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 clearly gotten to the music yet so i was already so curious about what i was in for and then i mean i'm gonna pause there for a second because it leads me to a series of many nesting questions but um i want to play so that when we're talking about it people who don't happen to already know grimstalker will have a sense of what it is that we're talking about because I think we could sit here and describe it and we will, but I don't think anything we could, any of us say would be more compelling than just hearing it for yourself. So we were going to play Lunum Lupinotum. Um, you guys are whipping out the Latin there or whatever. So um, my very rusty Latin tells me that means something like moon of the werewolf or the werewolf's moon, or am I close or it's uh, yeah, pretty close. Okay. I, I didn't. I couldn't use an exact translation because I don't know Latin, but I do want to learn it. Okay. Uh, so I cheated and I used Google Translate. Okay. Yeah. But, no, I mean that. That. That's. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Okay. Because. <laughs> uh, all right. It is on my list of things to learn for the band, though. You know, just I do want to incorporate more Latin. Well, yeah. I mean, it. It definitely. I'm learning that the list of things that people who are into metal and make metal music of any type like is is just as deliciously nerdy as a lot of the stuff that I like, like Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, like all Latin, all that stuff, you know, it's like, and, and I love that too, because it blows apart the misconception that metal artists are just, you know, stupid or aggressive or whatever. There's so much thought that goes into all of this. So it's like I do Meat like metal. Well, it depends on what genre, <laughs> because well, yeah. in a slam, it's, well, there are, there are different, right. There are different, and I mean, I'm not saying right, like, yes, slam metal people are, you know, meatheads or whatever, but there, there are differences in, in the, <laughs> all right, you can say it, I'm not going to, but okay. So before we get to many, many questions, let us, um, let us play, um, Lunum Lupus, Lupinotum. Do you guys want to say anything quickly about this track before we play it? You want to set it up in any way, or you want to let it speak for itself first, and then we talk about it later. What would you rather do? The only thing I could think to say was this was actually the first single that we ever released and we released it on a super full moon. Aha. Uh -huh. That part I did not know. Very yeah. cool. Okay. We, we, I don't, we, I, yeah. 
we've released a few of our tracks on, on I'm pretty sure that Evil Rises was the next one and we released that one on a super moon. It was also on a super moon, yes. Yeah. So you guys are not like on the Spotify release schedule. You're on the lunar release schedule. You just yeah. have to pay. <laughs> okay. yeah. You know what? They probably pay about the same. So, all right, let us, um, <laughs> yeah, let no, us yeah, run yeah. for you guys. Lunum lupinotum. And you can see exactly what I mean about, holy shit, there's a lot going on. Here we go. Okay, so again, I have a billion questions, but the one I want to start with right now is I know that there's a story, obviously, to this album, to the songs, um, you know, the themes and everything that's going on. And I, I want, before I throw out what I took from it, I want to hear you guys talk to me about the 
you know, the ramblings of dangerous minds, obviously, you know, between, as I said, with the title track, the newscaster is kind of setting it out for us that there's been just a series of absolutely grisly murders and, and, you know, and everything leading up to that, even the, the, the beginning of the second track, dangerous minds. Um, it's, it's so cool because all you're doing for the first, I don't know, minute or so over the music is just chanting like, the, the legal counts brought against this person, right? So you've got murder in the first and class A felony. It's just over. So you're building this story from the very beginning, like right from jump. And we're kind of thrown into it in the middle. And I, one of the things that I noticed is that when there's rap, there's one voice. Okay, and then when there's the more metal, screaming, growly kind of vocal, I feel like there's an, and I don't mean voice like literally, although there is, but I feel like there's another narrative voice in there. So I want to let you guys tell the story of the ramblings of Dangerous Minds, you know, the characters, kind of the the mythology behind the album, because um, I know what I took from it, but I might be wrong. So I'm curious what you guys would say about that. Well, honestly, a lot of that will have to probably come from Grimm. Uh, so here you go. <laughs> That's a question for Grimm. Uh, well, All right, Grimm. Um, I'm ready. I'm buckled in. So essentially, um, and this, this song also kind of ties in with Letter to the Five. Mm -hmm. um, one of my best friends was murdered a few years back. Oh, I'm so sorry. And... Uh, there were five involved, hence letter to the five. Okay. Um, ramblings of dangerous minds. Essentially we wanted to, in a sense, we wanted to kind of bring awareness to mental illness as we mm -hmm. all deal with some sort of mm -hmm. in our own way. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where the idea of the dangerous minds part came into play. Right. And it kind of built from there. Uh, we decided we were going to add, some of the news castings to it and the, uh, the, the down tuned voices right. that you were talking about that we had right. added. Right. And those are actual, those are news reports from Dahmer, uh, Manson. Okay. BTK, BTK and, uh, what's his name? Bob Burdell, the KC butcher from here, right here in Kansas city. Okay. Um, and then the distorted, deep distorted voices are actually interviews with each of those killers. Okay. Because I was hearing, I mean, it, the, first of all, the newscasting sounded way too real, not to be real. So that um, I was like, they've either found some woman who can totally talk like this, you know, and most people can't do that, but like, oh, but that makes a lot of sense to me. And I, so this is kind of backing up what I'm thinking about the voices, but I'm going to shut myself up and let you finish the story. But okay. So that, um, then you, you, um, you will just keep going. So, you know, you had this horrible thing happen. I'm so sorry about your friend. And so, um, you know, you, you, you brought all that stuff in just as a kind of, a, I guess, a backstory for a character. Yeah. Um, you know, that is kind of representing a struggle with mental illness. Cause I, I mean, I, I, especially, um, on Evil Rises, which is the next to last track. I know you know this, but I'm just telling everybody who's watching, but like before the outro track, um, I feel like that's where the story really 
comes to a head, you know, because you have this, um, this guy who is, you know, trying to stay awake, trying to, you know, cause he keeps hearing this whispering from this shadowy figure and he's trying to resist it. And I, and you can see that the battle's getting lost, you know, and, um, the whole album builds. I mean, you guys, when you listen to this, um, they are telling a story. They really are. And I mean, it's interesting because it's about a killer. Um, it is a metal album. And yet another band that I've talked to that has a similar kind of idea, Shovel Monster, you know, they have their, you know, it's not the same thing at all. Like the music isn't the same. The story isn't the same. And I, I just, I love that there's so much room in there um, for these kinds of stories to be told because your music does not make people comfortable at all. And right. I think that that's smart because that kind of mental illness is not comfortable at all. And it's not comfortable to have it. The ramifications of it for the world are not comfortable. So the music, it, it, it goes where it needs to, but man, it's intense. So you're, you're trying to tell this story, you know, you're, you're trying to pull in, you know, kind of, um, not a, not an homage to your friend, but just something that honors him and what happens to him. And so where did you take that? You know, how did it solidify into what ends up on the ramblings of dangerous minds? Well, with, um, letter, letter itself is pretty straightforward to the point with, pretty much what had happened. I mean, I don't go into detail about it, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, uh, the lyrics behind it, that's, it's pretty straightforward, but, uh, uh, dangerous minds essentially is it's, it was a way to get out my intermediate intermittent explosive disorder, mm -hmm. which is what I suffer with. Mm -hmm. And at the same time I had the subject of, my buddy's passing and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to use that for like monetary gain or nothing, no. like that, but no. just, you know, getting out how I feel about the situation Yeah, and more or less the story goes that, um, this said character is out looking for the people who had wronged him and his loved ones actually managed to get a hold of them. All the chaos ensues from there. Mm -hmm. with the rapping part the screaming parts that would be more of the conscience coming out okay and kind of driving mm -hmm. the the okay. motion the the uh the actions and emotion okay that that was i know i'm gonna sound like i'm just saying it but that was what i took from it was that those two character voices in there are sort of the the person who is still more conscious and in themselves and then the the voice that is telling them you know to do all of these things and it it works so well especially just even the the way that you and i i know that 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 i mean both both of you you know Ius and Grim you do vocals um right i mean that's um, or is it just I you now, Brandon? Think, uh, Dangerous, I believe, was all me. All you, yeah. But I'm um, saying, like, the whole album, you mean? Yeah, or just Eus, Eus does uh, some backing vocals on Letter. 
Right. Okay. But so, so I mean, I'm talking about the whole album. So yeah. So, but, oh, yeah, like, so, yeah, we both but, but, the, whole, but the main voices, the too. main voices are you. No, no, that was with my song. There. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so, but so the, so the rapping and the growling screaming that we're hearing, that's all you Grim. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, me. it's, um, it's such an, it's such an interesting way to convey those two voices um, in the story, in the narrative, because you could have done it, you know, with growling versus screaming, you know, you could have done it with talking versus singing, but you're rapping and you're screaming and growling. And it just, um, there's something about that combination with this particular story that I felt like works so well because it's, I find rap personally kind of soothing, oddly. Like I, you know, whether it's, you know, I mean, obviously if it's like a Fushnickens or something, he's just, that's not particularly soothing, but like, you know, for the most part, like I, the rhythms of it, the, the assonance, like all of the, the, you know, the sounds and everything I find it, it's, or at least maybe not calming, but kind of hypnotic and trance-like, right? You know, and okay. you feed into that, especially, like I said, at the beginning of Dangerous Minds, when you're just reciting, you know, murder in the first and class A felony over and over and over again, it's kind of lulling us into this rhythm. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're growling, you're screaming, and it's like, wake the fuck up. And it does that, you know, and I, where was the choice? I mean, first of all, just to, to back up even a little bit from that, obviously you guys all have these musical elements in your, in your histories separately. Um, but how, how did you come to the sound of Grimstalker? Like, okay, we are going to have, you know, death metal. We are going to have rap. We are going to have some dubstep. We are going to have all these different elements. Like, was that a conversation? Was that something that just evolved out of what you guys were writing, how you were in the studio together? Like, how did you come up with that sound? Cause I, again, I'm, and I'm not, real familiar with metal in general. So maybe this is something a lot of people are doing, but I haven't heard it yet. So to me, this is kind of something that you're inventing, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. So how did that happen? Oh, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. Well, basically, um, like I had said earlier, I had the idea for just doing, you know, rap and death metal. Right. ES was the one that brought in the idea for the dubstep. And as far as our sound, um, ES is also a huge uh, Swedish metal fan. I'm and Swedish, so he is also why. Swedish. Okay. So they, and they use a lot of, of that buzzsaw. Okay. That pretty buzzsaw tone. Okay. And we wanted to try to, to to get our own like gritty buzzsaw sound out of yeah. it. Yeah. No, like you did it. Sounds, <laughs> I feel like it sounds very aggressive. I love I love the tone because it sounds very aggressive, but at the same time, it sounds very dead. Yes. Mm. You know, like mm. when I listen mm. to stuff by like entombed or grave or anything i feel like uh i feel like it's it's just it sounds dead it sounds like you know if you went to a graveyard in a in a whole different dimension and mm -hmm. where you know like the graveyard can come to life and have shows like that would basically be the music you would hear at a, at a graveyard show okay i do like the way your mind works okay because i like that would have never occurred to me but i can sort of visualize what you're talking about. So so the idea that it is, it has a lot of strength in that aggressiveness, but it's also emotionless. Is that kind of the that kind of the combination? Is something something? Um not really. 
Um, it's not really emotionless because okay, even but okay, so it's not emotionless. So when you mean it sounds dead, talk to me about what that means. Then is it just is it is it ghoulish? Is it haunting? Is it what what does that mean to you? Not really ghoulish or haunting. Well, kind of haunting, but just dead. Like I can't really um, okay explain it anymore. <laughs> yeah, like okay. the signal. The signal is just enough to give you the growl, but not too much to where it's so overpowering and modern metal distortion. Okay. Okay. Right so maybe flattened or just kind of restrained, that kind of a thing. Okay. All right. I don't have to fully understand it. I'm sure the, the people who listen to even more metal than I do will, will understand that better. But so, okay. So, so you, you knew Grim that you wanted to do, you know, death metal and rap. Eus brought in the dubstep elements and the Swedish metal. And then Goose, your I know you came in a little bit later, but it doesn't sound I mean, too much later. Yeah, I've always just been playing the guitar. So I've always just since I was in that other band playing bass, I never really had the chance to play the guitar mm -hmm. by myself. I mean, I write my solo stuff. I actually have solo stuff under yeah. Goosefer kind of like okay. lucifer but yeah, yeah 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 but uh <laughs> that's kind of where i got most of my um release was writing my own music um but i never really played shows with it i never really uh did anything with it i mean it's there's remastered things coming out soon so i mean like oh, it's cool. gonna be re-upped soon yeah, other than that so i mean on the 31st i sent it off to a professional and all that so oh, wow. okay. me wanting to just basically come into the band and just play guitar that is that and just i happen to build a very great relationship with them um they're my best friends and i just so happen to be the lead guitarist in mm -hmm. the band but it but it's a your your lead guitar though um it does add whether you're intending to or not it does add yet another dimension to genre to the sound to all of it because you're not some of it is very you know what i now think of as metal riffs and metal sounds but not all of it you know you've got some songs that have more of like a rock vibe you have songs where it's almost not gentler but it's it's meant i think to be creepier so yeah. there are there are nuances to what you're doing on guitar that do absolutely influence the way the songs read and like the mood of the album. Um, yeah. So that, that, I mean, the chords that we play. I mean, this has to do a lot mainly with him, but just so happens that all the songs that we have out, we have just very intricate chords that are mm -hmm. played that just make it sound very ominous mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, I mean, I have my parts that are on top of it and with our two parts combined, it makes those very yeah. intricate chords Yeah, and yeah. gives it that creepy feel. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that leads me into another question. And I know we haven't fully gone through all of the, the, the storyline and everything like that. But as we talk about the songs more specifically, I think we can, we can cover more, more of that. But in terms of the songwriting process, um, you know, because I know that, you know, a couple of you are working on different elements, production, lyrics, whatever, obviously, but like who starts out with the idea for a song? I mean, who started out? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming obviously Brandon, because I mean, Graham, because you said that, um, you know, your, 
your experience experiences was were sort of the the inspiration for the album at the beginning but like do do all the songs originate with you do you start with lyrics like what is the songwriting process what comes first in terms of the idea and then also just in terms of actually laying it down um actually i am kind of weird and i don't like to write the lyrics till i hear the instrumentals that actually, I that, that I hear I, that much more perfect. often than the other way around. I don't think you're that weird, actually. That seems well, to be perfect. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instrumentals, uh, they all definitely come first. Um, nine times out of ten, uh, we'll just be sitting around our practice spot. And, you know, if we're not playing the shit we've already come up with, they'll they'll be playing random riffs and, mm. you know, hey, check this out. And then, oh, well, while you play this, I'll play this. And... It, you know, one thing just kind of leads to another and it just get a snowball effect. And a big part of it is also I'm a workhorse. I yeah. don't know when to stop writing a lot of mm -hmm. times. So a lot of our material uh, gets wrote by me because I just I have a really hard time, like not moving on and writing stuff mm, mm -hmm. and i mean i i stop and i take input from him i'm i'm trying to encourage him to write more stuff um and i'm and we're writing to it as it comes in as he writes some stuff but a you lot mean of goose time, or grim which, goose. which yeah goose. okay that's what i, I thought. can't write guitar parts a lot, of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the times a lot of the times i i, I mean because like so currently right now um and I'll, I'll be the first to announce this or we'll make this as an announcement. We are um, still doing death metal rap. Um, we're going by death metal rap now, not death rap, because we had an issue with somebody who was a lot bigger than us that uh, we won't go into that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a fiasco. If I, oh. if I were to, it, the guy could easily, I could easily get him canceled because he definitely said some stuff to us. Um, about the originality of death rap um, and I was pretty cordial about it but he didn't take kindly to it and uh, us new cats saying that our stuff sounds more like what he wrote uh, oh okay huh well I, I won't get into it with you but that's <laughs> I, I hear a lot about gatekeepers and genre and all that kind of stuff this sounds like yeah. a, a really extreme form of that um so yeah. Okay, so you're going to be going by death metal rap from yes, now on yes, to avoid the drama and anything else that might come out of that. Okay. Yes, that I'm is, not really worried about the drama aspect. Yeah, it's sure. just being associated with somebody who would do or say what they said. Ah, okay. Way. Okay. So but you just you want to separate yourself from the whole thing at this point. Yeah, we are death metal rap, and we are going to continue with death metal rap as we have been this entire time. Um, but we are also going to be breaking away and doing um, actual death metal and different types of metal tracks and stuff as well. Because as okay. of right now, um, we write our music. I, I write the songs. I write guitar riffs. And then I put it to a rap beat, basically. And then I throw some death metal drums in there. Um, our drummer is a program and our bassist is a program, but our bassist is not a bass guitar. It is an 808 drum like you would hear in a rap beat. And, okay. um, I, that was, it, that was actually my idea because I felt like, you know, what if there was like a death metal rap beat? 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, what we need to go for. And very the very cool. first song we wrote was Evil Rises. Okay. Um, well, first song that I wrote for him because it was the idea that he had given me. And I was like, okay, I'll write something. So mm-hmm. I wrote it and threw it mm-hmm. to him. And he's like, all right, so we can do something with this. And we just went on from there, basically. Okay. Um, but we are we are sticking with death metal rap. We are known as that now. And like I said, we are planning on branching out and making more than just death metal rap. Uh, we will be incorporating a, a bass guitar in there and making just full-on metal songs. And okay. um, we will also write dubstep as well. Um, obviously not a complete dubstep track, but um, like our outro is, but like a, uh, you know, with some guitars thrown in there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I actually mm-hmm. started writing something like that today, uh, oh, as cool. a matter of fact. So uh, we so, have... Okay, okay. So, so, so you're... It's not even so much that you're going to be changing things. It's that you're going to be Expanding. focusing. Yeah. Focusing more on the different things that you do in a more expansive way from song to song. So, but that'll all occur on the same album. Um, it's a good possibility. Cool. We have a few situations at hand as of right now. We are trying to put out our own album. We also have, Another album that um, is going to be a three-track EP mixed by David Dominguez. Uh, it was a something we won in a competition, and uh, oh, cool. so that's 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 going to be cool. We just got to pick the three tracks, record them, and send them to him, and then wait. You know, basically. Uh, so if we can hurry up and get three tracks done and <laughs> yeah. recorded, yeah. guys. No, we can. I felt like that was. I felt like that was a little. (laughs) We we can get that done, and uh, but at the same time, um, so our current plan is to put out a shit ton of stuff, write a shit ton of stuff, get it all recorded, and then we'll send three of those tracks to him, and then the rest I'm going to mix while he's doing his thing. Okay. We'll put out his album first, and then we'll put out the one that I mix. Oh, okay. Okay. So man, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of you have a lot of shit in the works. Then I mean, because you're, you're talking yeah. about multiple albums, you're talking about um, mm-hmm. album that has or albums that have multiple genres that are um, built out from what you've already been doing. Where and yeah. and I mean, I guess it's funny. Like I, <laughs> my initial <laughs> reaction was like but you guys are still going to sound like Grimstalker, right? Like that was my first thing of like, Oh yeah. Oh, but Grimstalker I how- ain't going, the sound okay. of Grimstalker ain't going nowhere. Okay. So, I mean, so this idea then to, to kind of pivot, um, every time I say that, I think of that stupid friends episode, pivot, but, um, the idea to kind of, you know, shift your attention to, to different elements of the stuff that you've been doing all together on Grimstalker. Is that, about musical freedom is it that you you have things that you want to do more of than you could when it was all happening within one song the balance obviously you know because like like you said like the outro you you had a bunch of dubstep stuff especially you know like the last third quarter of the song whatever if you did too much of that on any of the other tracks it would not have worked it would have taken you out of the mood it would have taken you out of the the story. So, yeah. I mean, I could understand that bit of it, but like how, I mean, 
is it like okay today we want to work on a mostly dubstep song or is it is there going to be another story to the album is it going to be mostly a collection of things like what's i'm now i have all these questions because you got i mean what you guys are planning sounds really interesting and it sounds like it's going to sort of explode open your sound and what you do so what's the structure for that like is it do you have do you have a story again are you writing you know, around an idea or is it just going to be a bunch of standalone songs or do you not want to tell me? (laughs) Some people are like, we can't tell you. From a personal span standpoint, like speaking for myself, I Mm -hmm. think it's more just like a musical freedom just to kind of, uh, get whatever we can out there. And honestly, like me and him, like none of the stuff that's been released has been anything I've written. Um, but I've been writing some drums. I've been writing some guitar parts. Um, so, but me and him write a little differently when it comes to writing drums and writing guitar parts. And, uh, I try to put more elements of what we're trying to do into the songs. And he tries to put more elements, you know, step out each other uh, outside each other's boxes to Mm. make Grimstalker basically. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean, of course, since we're doing stepping outside the box and just making a whole bunch of different genres, that's given me a lot more uh, ideas and freedom because I already had a bunch of ideas built up, but they were metal songs. They weren't necessarily death metal rap songs. Right, so, right, right. Um, that's just my personal standpoint of seeing of like the musical freedom and stuff like that. It definitely helps me out on the writing process. Hmm. But uh, going forward from that, you guys have anything to say about that? Yeah, um, I would say... Uh, so for me, it's not it, it. Part of it is musical freedom, but it's also a chance for me to showcase my knowledge and expertise, and that's one thing that I really thrive on. Mm-hmm. Um, that and uh, as far as the first album goes, I was like, okay, we're gonna make all these, and then I was like, let's do an intro track, okay, and let's do an outro track and let's just make it all dubstep. We're just going to do dubstep today. Okay. All right. And so that's basically, you know, how, how that had come. Yeah. About. No, like, okay, but why so. the hell not? I mean, but yeah. you guys, it's your band. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And so like, because you've got this genre that isn't a genre, it's like five genres all rolled yeah. into one mega genre. You can't really get it wrong. Right. Because yeah. it's, I mean, I, I hear that a lot from, you know, people, cause I, 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 I will ask the question a lot, like, okay, you know, I know you're a metal artist. What subgenre of metal do you consider yourself to be? And some people will be like very clearly, you know, I'm death metal, I'm black metal, I'm, you know, groove metal, I'm speed metal, I'm whatever. Some people are like, I don't give a fuck about genre. Metal is metal. Music is music. Yeah. It all is whatever. And then I hear, as I said, a lot about this concept of gatekeepers, especially in metal. And so when I ask about that and then just talk to friends about it now, not on the show, I hear a lot of, well, you can't do that in your music because it's not black metal or you can't do that in this because then it's not death metal. And the people who are anti subgenre or labels um, have made it make a lot of sense to me that it's not just semantics. It's people who are going to show up and bitch about what you're doing because you're calling it one thing. And then that thing that you did doesn't fucking happen in that whatever. And it's like, it just sounds so stupid to me because it yeah. it's who gives a fuck. Like you're making your music. And if you guys were worried about that, 
you wouldn't sound like Grimstalker because Grimstalker yeah. doesn't sound like a thing. It's all this different shit. And I just thought, you know, I have never heard metal and dubstep together ever. Maybe that's oh. a thing that I just don't know about, but it was completely new to me. So oh, when I yeah. heard Corn those, and Skrillex. There's definitely okay, okay, yeah, there's so fine. So see, I like, but like, so there's I, some, yeah, just not, not big. Okay, but again, like, I'm not gonna know that. I'm sure people out there are screaming at the screen, Skrillex, or whatever. Like, I, but I, well, but I mean, I, I just think that that all of the different things that you guys are putting in are disparate enough that it makes you if not completely unique, it makes you stand out still because I don't think there are a lot of bands that are doing that exact combination. But it also means that if tomorrow you wanted to come in with like some ultra heavy hard rock riff and layer it over something, you could do that and people wouldn't go, well, that's not Grimstalker. Yeah, it is now. Now it's Grimstalker. Like now we do that too, you know? <laughs> so yeah. like I'm hoping that what you guys are 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 moving towards, and I'm I'm assuming because you clearly all have a vision for the band and it's not limited in any way, which I think is very cool and very metal, actually. Um, that you are gonna we're gonna see even more of what you can all do because you're going to put in all of these other things that maybe we haven't already seen you do. So, I mean, I, I was sort of struck East that like when you were talking about getting into skateboarding and you connected with rock. And usually yeah. when I talk to people who get into skateboarding, they get into like punk or pop punk, you know, oh, like yeah. that's well, the genre. Yeah. No, I, I did. I mean, yeah, don't, okay. get, don't let me get you wrong. I definitely got into the bands like the violent Femmes and okay. Ramones and uh, the sex pistols. I, I got into a lot of punk rock back then. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I was, I mean, yeah, I was a skater. I was, a, I was into, but uh, all the friends that I hung out with, um, <laughs> you know, that was when I first got into skateboarding, I only listened to rap. But I realized, you know, my friends, they didn't just listen to rap. They listened to rap, too, but they listened to right. everything. And right. so that was kind of, you know, well, the, the main reason why I got into skateboarding. Like, I remember my mom told me, uh, if you you can't knock something unless if you've tried it. And I remember the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 commercial came on and I was like, way drug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I remember my mom saying that and I was like, OK. You know, I was like, you know, maybe I should try it. And then I asked for a skateboard and about, I think, uh, later on that year or the next year, I got one. And, uh, yeah, and, and I started skating with my friends and I, you know, like I said, it's the whole thing. I started hearing the music they listened to and I'm mm. like, oh, I don't like that. And then I thought about it, you know, like, well, you can't knock it until you try it. You know, maybe you don't like this song. Right. Maybe you should check out something else. And right. so that was basically what I did. And. I really got into some stuff. Uh, my friends influenced me and, you know, it went from there. So, okay. No, but that, but that, I mean, all of you sound like you're very open. Oh yeah. To your sound being whatever you want it to be. I mean, I'm not seeing any of the three of you going, well, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. You know, like Grimstalker doesn't do that. And I, I again, I think that's really badass because you aren't, pigeonholing yourselves so you do have all that freedom where you can bring in different genres you can turn it on its head you could put things together that wouldn't necessarily be put together but I mean I'm curious because you technically have two bass players in the band when you do have 
like actual bass guitar being played by a human, mm-hmm. um, you know, rather than the 808 on the next songs, who's going to do that? Are you guys going to share duties? Uh, Are you going to? No. So everything, the, the, our, our roles are permanent. Uh, he's staying his lead. I'm rhythm. He's vocals. Um, everything else that we can possibly need to put into the band is going to be through backtrack. So instead of using the program I use to make the 808 drums and stuff, okay. I would use a bass plugin and MIDI and I'd just write our bass lines in the same program I use to write our drums and guitar. To, I, I write, all of our stuff in a program called Guitar Pro, which is, okay. uh, and I still use Guitar Pro Five because after five it changed up, and I it I don't I don't know how to use it, so I stopped okay. and I continued using Five, and I've been using it since two thousand six to write all of our MIDI and stuff. Just so, a disclaimer, though, all of our tracks are live guitars. We yeah. don't use MIDI guitar. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, but okay, but so I'm curious because since two of you do play bass. Is it that you would not be able to get the specific bass tone, sound, quality effect no. that you want if you play? Well, we don't. We don't play bass. We play regular six string guitars. Um, oh, okay. Because I thought. Well, no, I know they, you don't they do now, play bass, but not. But for, right, you guys have played bass, but like, and I know you yeah. don't do it in the band. Okay, so you still, even though you could sit down and actually record on a physical bass guitar, you you want to do it through the programming because that's just more that's more the sound that you're going for it's more convenient honestly it's more convenient okay hey that's fair <laughs> you're doing enough well, other stuff so. that it's just it would it would be we could play it honestly as guitarists mm-hmm. um we could record it on a real bass yeah it's just he has the bass guitar i don't have any and i do all of the recording at my house and i got basically you. my house is yeah where everything gets put together. That's where all of the work goes in, basically. Um, He just does his stuff on his time, and he brings it to me, and then we put it together whenever he comes over to my place. Is his bass, like, glued to the floor of his house or something? He can't can't bring it over to you? I mean, look, I I am fine with however you guys want to do the bass. I was just curious if since you Hmm. were going to be doing that, that was something that you guys wanted to revisit but yeah i mean it it's you know what sound you're going for and if it is that much easier and especially like you know you can't when you play out live mm-hmm. you can't do it anyway so right you know because you, you're busy on guitars so um that makes a lot I of would sense say I was just one curious. thing is um here in these next couple of albums uh i think it would be cool if he recorded, since he's our lead guitarist, if he could shred a solo on the bass guitar. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I don't know how he would do that live. Um, right. I, right. I can I can make it work where you would do the solo and I'll then we just do the chord out just and you can change the guitar. And I'll, and I'll bring a bass. Yeah. I was going to say, just I got my equipment hey, right there. That's my bass. They got, they got yeah. mic stands for acoustics. Thing. I was going to say, legends. have you seen those things where there are the guitar stands where you can basically, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it. We got to guys, we got to all, uh, you know, donate money to Grimstalker so they could buy one yeah. of those fancy ass guitar bass stands. We just yeah. got a new pedal in today that is going to help out. I finally got myself a noise gate pedal, not a noise suppressor. Ah. So now I actually get 
silence instead of it just killing my tone a little bit Ring and I still get shit, you know. <laughs> is this one coffin shaped as well or no? Um no, no. it's it's box shaped, but it is black no. and it is very fancy. It's a cheap coffin um, then, you know. <laughs> yeah. Some coffins are boxed. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's just a cheap <laughs> coffin. Yeah, you know, why not? You know. Um okay, so and and oh there he is. Yeah, Look at that's this. A bad boy. Look at this. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. It's so nice pretty. Rev G8 $200 <laughs> pedal. It was Oof. not very, it was pretty painful to the budget. That's for sure. Yeah. Gear, gear is definitely, um, if you want to blow through a lot of money quickly, have kids or oh, buy gear. Like when you buy equipment, you can't cheap out. Honestly, that's what I've learned. No, that, no. It's like anything learned. else. Cause then you just spend more money replacing it over time. You might as well get the right exactly. thing. At the what we just did with this actually, yeah. as a matter of fact, that's what we've done with this what is it twice, twice now yeah. yeah we've done that twice now i just got another noise suppressor pedal or noise gate it's mm -hmm. supposed to be a noise gate mm -hmm. uh just just two weeks ago and it didn't end up doing what i needed it to oh so okay we, we got this and just just got it in today and rigged it all up tested it all out got it all set up and it, it fucking works yeah I mean, we, we actually get to test it out wednesday because we got a show coming up yeah well, so then I was, that was going to lead me to another question that I had. So you guys, so the ramblings of dangerous minds came out in March, yeah. um, 23rd, something like that. Right. And then yeah. you guys did a couple weeks before the release, you did your first live show. Right. Yeah. And so I'm curious, was that the first time you had ever had anybody who wasn't you had heard those songs because they, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, like you, you played them for some people, but I mean, was that pretty much the live run through debut of the album or? Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, how was that? How was that playing out live together? Cause I mean, there, there's a lot, you know, you guys can't just go in and show up and plug in and play. You have a lot of tech that you need yeah. to set up that you are, you've got your tracks going, you've got everything working together and i mean like me with my shitty pedal trying to learn to loop like one vocal thing um you know and just being like damn it i can't get i can't even imagine <laughs> getting everything that you have synced up because you know again it, unless you had you know 15 people in the band you could not replicate everything live right so right. how how did you i mean i know you guys practiced the shit out of everything but like in terms of the tech and everything was that like a hail mary you just sort of put it in and hoped it would work had you would had you been able to test run that like what was uh, the first live show like uh so the first live show um i've i've been i grew up with computers doing a lot of stuff with computers mm -hmm. i'm very capable um with all kinds of tech like i I can do graphic art. I can do music. I can do some stuff on the internet. I can get stuff on the internet. I can, you know, <laughs> I can do all kinds of stuff with a computer. So I, um, I, um, I, I've already had an understanding of how we would go about it mm -hmm. uh, because I've messed around with routing and cords okay. and cables and audio stuff before. Okay. Um, I've done it with my amp a whole bunch of times, you know, so basically we just load up all of the songs on a phone and, oh. uh, we take the guitars out except for the parts where he's playing a solo. 
um, okay. because his rhythm guitar part during his solo part plays different from what I play during right. what he's playing on right. solo. You so. guys are often doing counterpoints to each right. other, you know. We want, yeah. And we yeah. want, in my opinion, I don't feel like we're giving the crowd the full thing. If he goes off to solo and I'm over here by myself. There's going to be a whole layer missing up. and then the harmony yeah. bits and the, all that is going exactly. to, there's a whole texture that just disappears. I totally exactly. agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you take out, um, you take out what you need to, you leave in what you need to. And yeah. so, I mean, most of your prep for your gigs is before you even leave the house. Yeah, because once you've got that all, you know, laid out the way you need it to be, then it's just a matter of getting it all working. So, I mean, what what yeah. equipment do you bring? It's all just on a phone, you said. Uh, the songs are on a phone. We use an auxiliary cable to connect to <laughs> pretty whatever tech, they need actually. us. <laughs> yeah, they they need whatever they need us to plug into. Um, we usually plug into, it's usually a DI box or a mixer okay. of some sort or, yeah. you know, somewhere near the Whatever stage. Whatever PA thing they have going. Yeah, and it goes yeah. to their PA system and then we have our amps and they, sometimes they'll mic our amps depending on the venue. Sometimes they won't. So, um, you know, we usually, that's just usually how it goes. But, okay. um, the first show, the first show was a it was a bit of a bomb because we weren't necessarily ready for it. Um, okay. It was our first show, and uh, so it, it went awry. I forgot some parts. I got nervous. He got choked up a couple of times and yeah. winded. And uh, I mean, obviously now now it's been what? How many shows have we played? Like ten? Uh, we're going on eight or nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You guys uh, have had a busy four months since then. So very you, busy. yeah, yeah, we yeah. We are yeah, not yeah. done yet. You I know actually... what? Though? I I love that you just said that. Eus, like I love that you yeah. admitted to that because so many musicians, it's like their dick will fall off if they say, "Oh, well, we couldn't do it exactly." You know what I mean? Like, right. and we've all had those shows where it just either the audience is dead from the neck up, and you cannot get them interested, no matter what you do. Like, you know, Eddie Van Halen could show up with Pete Steele to do like so whatever, and then the audience would be like on their phones, you know. But like. And then sometimes yeah. we're just not on our game or the tech doesn't, you know, agree with us or is not. So I love that you own that, you know, because you cannot, that's just learning. Right. And yeah. if your first show out with all of the elements that you have and everything, yeah. um, I would not have expected it to go off seamlessly. Actually, like that would have been kind of miraculous. So everything, everything I mean, said as that, far but. as me messing up, well, more than a few times, and him getting choked up and winded um as far as everything else being set up goes everything was set up perfectly everything worked out mm -hmm. just the way it should just the mm -hmm. way i thought it would and um you know i mean so and then by show that, two you guys were good to go yeah well i mean and after after our first show i think good. yeah show two was good well, and after our first show we even <laughs> at, even though we kind of bombed on our first show um we we actually um didn't you get like requests to do other yeah after that yeah. yeah we got we got a bunch and we we got a a bit of a bigger following i think we jumped up by like 200 people within Very a cool. month or something like that well but th but so. that i mean to me that tells me that you had a smart audience right because you can you can go to to see a show and everything can work smoothly, but the music is boring or it's mm. simplistic or it's just the band is not 
having a good time or like, cause you guys, I mean, even going in there, you're, you know, it, Grim watching you kind of intro, I don't remember if it was the barbecue show was the first one or not, but like, you know, that you come up there and you're like, okay, everybody. And it was like, it was like, you know, the WWE, you know, where like I expected like the lights and whatever. It was just very dramatic. So right. you were ready. You had presence, you know, you, yeah. you knew wh what you wanted the show to be like. And it sounds like the audience didn't give a shit about the, the foibles and whatever that, that might've not gone off the way you wanted. They heard what you guys were going for and they heard what you could do. So yeah. I love that. So, so the second show that you did, did you feel like you just fucking nailed it? Were you still feeling like there were kinks you were working out or it was pretty much like, okay, we got our feet wet with this first one. And now we're just down from this point. Personally, I feel that our second show, which was actually our first show with goose as uh, the first show, he was unavailable to attend. He was uh, under the weather. Oh, okay. Um, I think we, the second show, I think we, uh, there were still some things that, you know, we had to work on, mm -hmm. but I personally, I think we nailed it. And, uh, the band that, you know, that we opened for, they, they gave us all kinds of love and praise. Very cool. Uh, really cool dudes. Yeah. Very cool. So, well, I love that too, that just as a side note, how generous you guys are on your social media that you will put up clips of all of the acts that are playing shows that you're doing, oh, yeah. you know, and you're not afraid to be like, Hey, here's this other band that went before us, that is going after us, whatever. And like, look what they can do. And I, I mean, just being a part of, you know, band together and all of that, you know, we know that this, that the indie community has to support each other because nobody else yeah, is going to no. do it. So I love that. I love that, you know, and just going through your page, um, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, guys, if you haven't, you know, I heard some bands that I didn't know already from the videos that they put up and went like, Oh, you know, wow. Okay. They have a cool sound too. And all different, you know? Um, and I, I love that too, that you guys are, and it's cool because you guys can kind of go on any bill <laughs> and sort of fit in somewhere. Somebody's probably doing one of the things that you guys are doing. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to get on some rap bills, yeah. but that yeah, would we'll be see. so we'll see how cool. That, goes. that would be really, really cool. I'm sure that there are, I feel like I talked to, I actually, maybe it was jam steak that they were talking about how they were the only metal band that played at a rap show. And like, it, I know it can happen, but I, that would be terrific because you know, then you guys get a whole other crowd, right. Introduced to you. So, so this next show that you guys are doing, um, when is that? Where is that? Um, are you going to be streaming any of it? I hope it seems like you usually do. So. Yep, most likely we'll be streaming it. I can almost guarantee we will. Okay, um, good. It, it is this Wednesday night at Viva Live Events. Oh, wow, okay. Soon. Yeah, that's in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, we are opening up for uh, Quintessent Mantis, uh, Omen Killer, and uh, Autumn Lies Buried. Okay. I'm not going to pretend I know those bands, but the names are cool. <laughs> okay, so that, and I mean, how did that, I mean, after the initial string of requests, like uh, it sounds like you guys aren't necessarily even looking for gigs. They're kind of finding you a little bit too. So, I mean, like how much do you want to yeah. be playing? It's probably a mix, right? But how much do you want to be playing out? Because the balance with that is that the more you're out and playing out and rehearsing for that, it kind of takes time away from writing and recording and whatever. So like, what's Not the, sure. what's the, you know, kind of what's the split on that? Do you want to, you know, cause the album is only four months old or so. 
Um, so I'm sure you still want to be kind of, you know, so to speak, touring out on that a little bit, but you have so much that you're working on. Um, and I get the feeling that Eos could just stay up and, and do all of it anyway, but the rest of you might need some sleep. So, I mean, so kind of what's the, you know, how much of your time do you think you're going to spend playing out versus, you know, being in studio and, and laying down new stuff? Well, we, uh, we get together every Friday and Saturday. Oh, and wow, unless we have an immediate show like coming up soon, mm-hmm. usually we'll use those two days to work on the tracks, okay. get stuff done. Um, for instance, like this, when we do have shows coming up, um, we'll take one of the days, we'll work on the music that we're mm-hmm. going to be putting out. We'll use the other day to run through our set and right, okay. some of the other tracks that we have that we're, that we're playing live. Because um, we've added, we added two songs to our set but we have to take two of them out um, lengthwise. Um, oh, one of them okay. is a special little track that we're teasing yeah. that we're releasing on August 23rd. Oh, I think, did you put something up on Facebook about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think this will probably air on the 14th of August, I think. So that may be the day that it is when people are watching this. So, okay. So it will be not too long in any case um once once this interview comes out for people to hear it so okay so yeah i i I, if you want to talk about it a little bit you can but i i kind of want people to go to your social media and have to listen to the teaser because i was um, gonna say we'll just we'll give you one hint it is by far it is okay so it is a remix slash cover of a song that comes from the greatest game of all time at least that's my opinion. <laughs> I would say it's up there for sure. And it is a special Nintendo 64 game that a lot of people uh, have played. <laughs> it's if you've played, if you play Call of Duty now, it's likely that you started on this game. Okay, he's given a lot of hints, guys. He's given a lot of hints. Does anyone? Oh, okay. Goose has something to add. This is probably not a good hint, but I'm the youngest of the band and I'm 23 and I uh, never really played it too much. If that tells you like an era, maybe <laughs> he's giving it over to the older people who are watching to be like, okay, if you're a millennial, if you are a millennial and you're a, if you not to be uh, on the gender thing, but if you're a guy more than like, cause it was a game directed more towards guys. Right. And it was it involved a character that was four guys, and the movies have been made. For- Are you giving too much away? Is he giving too much I think away? Maybe. Okay. Maybe, but- <laughs> this is like I don't care. But hey, We're but if you can if you can figure it out, whatever you want. If you, can, <laughs> if you can figure it out from those clues, then hey, more power to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. But August twenty third. Yeah. August twenty third. Okay. okay. All right. That'll be the. Right. That'll be the. Uh, one, two, three. What's that? The 30. Uh, 97. 26. What so is it? Lotto bingo? What are we doing here? No, it's the 26th. <laughs> it's the 26th anniversary of this of this video game that we are releasing this oh song. On, so. Oh, okay. So this is this is a very thoughtfully chosen date here. This is not a red. Okay. All right. As everything we do is. Yeah, we I, do everything. You know, we try to do everything very precise. I, I really, I got that. I did because I, 
from the fact that you clearly had a storyline and I, I did not realize what it was. And that actually now the next time I go back and listen to the album, I will listen with, with what you said, Grim in mind. Um, but that right there, you know, I mean, like I talked to, to JD from death pigeon, you know, his um, volume two, the rewiring of humanity is based on a story that he wrote. Um, you know, shovel monster has their narrative that they have for Shane, the shovel monster and whatever. And so I'm always, I'm immediately interested when a band has a narrative like that, like I've said, so that was thoughtful. And then what you guys do, the, you know, the, the, the rap and the death metal and the buzzsaw and the, the, the dubstep and, and even the little rock elements and things like that, that are in there. It could be such a fucking mess. It really could. It could just be dissonant and muddy and confusing and like what is going on. And I know some of the fact that it is not at all that way is absolutely down to production because if you know what you're doing <laughs> when you're mixing and mastering, you can create those spaces for all of those things so that they pop and they balance and they blend, but they're not, you know, you're not all at the low end. You're not all at the high end. There's dynamic and there's range and all of that. Yeah. But I definitely can see where, and that's why I loved when, when you guys were talking about how you will sit down and figure out your guitar parts because they really, they could stand alone, but when you put them together, it changes the whole sound of everything. And so much word, of, yeah. the, right, exactly. And so much of the mood and the feeling of the album I think comes down to that, you know, because you do have this very specific and it's cool what you're doing with the bass. That makes a lot of sense to me now um, with the drum and, and you know, that, that there's that layer of it that's more clean and precise and kind of static in its way. Not just that it's the same as it goes for the most part. And then, you know, with the vocals, those kind of have their own place. Right. But the guitars really fill in all of that color, you know, and that the way that you're playing against and with each other, if that makes sense to say, it it does, it gives all of that, you know, to the music. And so I completely understand why you're saying like, we, we can't go and play live and not have all of that because it, it doesn't, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't sound the same. It wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't, serve the song the same way so i'm i'm just really i'm interested to see um all of the the elements that you're talking about expanding and adding um that when you do start doing those out live how that's going to play because you you guys make a lot of work for yourselves all yeah. through this process right like when yeah. you're writing it there's a lot of work because you're figuring out all the parts and how to put them together and then when you're recording there are a lot of there's a lot of work because there's just a lot to get down. And then when you yeah. have to play out, you have to do the work to get the tracks ready beforehand. And then you got to do the fucking show. So like it's a, it is a very to wrap up my squirrel brain point, very thoughtful process, all of it, you know? And I just, I mean, and even lyrically, um, you know, the portent that's in there and all of the emotion that's in there and whether it's rage or fear or, um, just, you know, catharsis or whatever it is, that has to happen at the right place in the songs, right? Yeah. So, 
you know, I mean, it just, again, it goes to show you guys, which I know the people watching this right now already know it, but you know, a lot of people don't that I just, I get so pissed now when people throw shade on, you know, metal artists or whatever, because it's anything that has orchestration already, you know, that there's, it was not haphazard, you know? Um, and then just the way that you guys put it all together. Um, I could see all of that and, but it didn't feel like pretentious or overly cerebral. It also just kicks ass. Right. But so I, um, I, I just, I'm excited because my brain is like a million miles a minute right now. Cause I'm trying to think like, okay, and then they're going to do something that has more dubstep and then they're going to do something here that maybe has more rock. And then they're going to do something over here. And it just, the possibilities of what that album is going to sound like is like, you know, um, so when we do you are going think to have, we, we are going to have, um, one of these next songs is going to be, uh, probably one of the heaviest we will write and i'm going to feature this genre called death step which is like dubstep oh cool but it's heavier than skrillex it sounds uh i don't know it's really hard to explain robotic okay. and just metallic and heavy and distorted mm. and um it's so that's going to be be listening for that in one of our next couple of tracks okay so, so I know we know we have August 23rd. Do you have a date in mind for, I mean, I know you have to check the, the, the lunar calendar and all of that, but like, you know, for, for new releases and stuff like that, are we going to get them pretty steadily? Does that all depend on how much time you guys have? Do you have a timeline for all of that? We have one track right now that is ready it's almost ready to be released but as far as right now goes it, it is only an instrumental um okay. and honestly i'd like to release it pretty soon but um it's just a matter of uh getting the vocals done and stuff you know and having an idea for it and shit because the song in particular this one is uh eight minutes long oh wow yeah and uh it features some drum and bass elements in there. I made sure to throw that in there and okay. whatnot. So, okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Eight minutes. Okay. So you don't have any lyrics or any vocals or anything for it done yet. Uh, there are some <laughs> lyrics for it done. Um, <laughs> okay. but we were going to split it and we were going to have somebody feature on it. And right now I would say their half of it's kind of up in the air. Okay. And I won't disclose why that's, you know, that's okay. on them, okay. but, um, I might have to retake over the full. Gotcha. Um, cause okay. we did, we did want to, you know, we want to feature people at, at points. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're always open to, we're always open to including people in and featuring people, uh, and stuff like that, whether it be on vocals or maybe even like, uh, a, a guitar solo battle with goosey or something. I'd yeah, love yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like that sometime. You know, yeah, like that would no. be, that'd be fucking bitching. Yeah. Um, I do know for a fact that we have a song that has a keyboard solo in it just before the guitar solo. So uh, that's, it's another one to be keeping okay. that ear out. Okay. For. And do, do you, who is that all programmed? Do you have a keyboard player in mind that you might bring in to feature on that? Nope. Uh, it is all programmed, but I definitely took a, uh, I definitely took a lesson from uh, Yanni Werman of Children of Bodom, their keyboardist. Okay. Uh, it sounds like something he would have played in one of okay. their songs. So, okay. Uh, 
yeah this this next this next track is gonna be fucking awesome okay no, it sounds really cool okay so that will be out soon not that soon ish but not that unsoon so it's it's tbd but it'll probably be the first one we release from the new okay. batch okay 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 all right so aside from the aside from the august one of course right but that well, was yeah. just a cover re remix rendition so don't say just don't say just it happens to be, but yeah, no, I, I, um, yes, happens to now, be. Thank you. Now, now we, now we've heard so much about like all of the, it's like blues clues over here that Eos is just like laid down. Everybody has to figure out <laughs> what it's based on. So, okay. So I, before I kind of wrap things up here, I, I wanted to ask you guys, um, just more specifically about your influences, because I mean, I know we've, we've thrown out, um, a bunch of bands and, you know, I mean, for you guys, like, you know, I'm going to hear everything of the bands that I would know. Um, but you know, where I'm hearing like Pantera in there, but I'm also hearing, you know, rap and I'm hearing like, so I can't even imagine exactly what the list is, but what do you all listen to now besides the stuff that we've already discussed and what did you listen to growing up if there was anything that maybe you still hang on to now and how does it even does it i mean it sounds like it informs your music somewhat the things that you listen to are like and then it also has absolutely nothing to do with it in some ways so like what are you guys into musically beyond what what we've already talked about um uh personally i uh i listen to stuff that's kind of outside i mostly just listen to metal but um oliver tree is an interesting musician okay um, what genre is that he does a few different kinds he does hip-hop and he does uh like there's there's one song that's really big on tiktok uh it's don't fret i don't ever want to see you and i never want to miss you again Okay. Uh, it's that song. I don't know if you've heard it or not. I'm sure you have if you've been on TikTok at all because it's really, really popular. Very little, but I might know if I heard it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Oliver Tree. Okay. Yeah. Oliver Tree. Um, I mean, I've uh, been trying to listen to some good old 90s classic. Well, no, well, they call it classic rock now. <laughs> I know. But, you know, 90s grunge <laughs> like, and oh, rock. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It makes me feel old. I was I was on the oldies channel and Nirvana came on and I'm oh, like, I'm not that fucking old. It's Ow. like the worst. The worst feeling is when you hear the shit that you used to like either, yeah. you know, just party to or have sex to or just like rage out to in like the grocery store. It's like yeah. the worst possible feeling. You're like, oh my God, I'm really Oh, so yeah, the, yeah. the classic classic station and Nirvana should just those two things should never go together. But okay, so you try to revisit the oldies from the nineties. Okay, yeah. what else besides? Uh, did you mean Nirvana specifically, or? Well, no, Nirvana is just to name one of the many. Okay. Um, you know, trying to listen to some Alice in Chains and some Soundgarden. Um, Can't go wrong. And there. you know, just bunch of bands that i heard on the radio and stuff growing up because you know at one point i i hated the music and i same you know i couldn't get into it and stuff and now now that i'm older and i'm you know i'm gonna be 31 next month i'm oh my god somebody get this man a wheelchair okay yeah 
sitting there like, yeah, he's almost 10 years older than me. So. Six kids fucking, well, not six all the time, but I have six kids in general and usually we have phraseology there i have six kids but not all the time but in general i like that yeah i i have six i have six kids but i only get three of them max at a time now okay gotcha. um, there's three of them that i don't get to see uh due to issues with the biological parents their mother gotcha. <laughs> okay gotcha so, um, okay so you you have yeah. uh you have uh you have seniority on goose that's for sure but okay so yeah. that's interesting because according to your mom though <laughs> even when you didn't like alice in chains <laughs> and Soundgarden, you cannot knock it till you've tried it so man that yeah. mom just opened up like everything to you so okay so grim you had the same kind of reaction to that you know yeah. sound um, stuff when you first heard it when i was a kid i pretty much listened to anything heavy like slayer metallica you know all those of course um and then i also grew up listening to rap at an early age mm. uh so i grew up on rappers like nwa master p oh yeah tupac yeah, you know, yeah 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 gangster rap the ogs yeah yeah, yeah yeah so when i heard all the grunge stuff and i'm like oh this sounds soft or you know that's <laughs> not heavy enough i just i don't like it and i I was pretty much the same way. I just, I didn't like it until, you know, about maybe the past 10 years or so I started getting more into it and okay. started opening up my horizons more. And yeah, it's, it, I think a lot of it was in the nostalgia at first of yeah, just hearing it sure. and not hearing it after all like, the oh, years. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. But yeah. then uh, now I, I actually do enjoy it. And my newer influ influences for rap uh, would have to be, I would have to say Twisted Insane. Okay. Who was a crazy fast rapper? Okay. And uh, Ghost Main, which Eus got me on, yeah. which he does. I guess he's he's instrument. He's he's industrial now, but used to do rap and did metal and. Okay. Really industrial. He. That's just what I've heard people calling it lately. It's just sort of a small corporation. But but he's not, yeah. he's a badass too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Goose, you look like you've been pondering this question or maybe you just sorry i've had like <laughs> thinking of tacos in in my lip and it's been bothering me oh yeah that would aggravate <laughs> me too from a yeah. sensory standpoint no worries <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to look like i was spaced off or no no you didn't you actually did look like you were deep in thought so okay so <laughs> your your musical maybe you're just thinking about your skin but that's okay too you're thinking about something so the uh, what do you, do you what like, did you listen like to what do you list? <laughs> do, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I would say like most of my influence, like whenever I was a kid, I guess I really listened to a lot of like Ozzy, um, right. Eric Clapton, Pink Floyd, Leonard Skinnerd, uh, ACDC, which I'm not really a huge fan of ACDC, but it was definitely a big chunk of my yeah. life. But yeah. Uh, Whenever it comes to like music influences, I really take a lot from like Eric Clapton, uh, Pink Floyd sometimes, but mm -hmm. I really like took after like, you know, whenever I got into metal, just mainly Jim Root, the rhythm guitarist for Slipknot. He did like a lot of like certain techniques and stuff like that. To okay. Play. And you said Pantera earlier, which I'm glad you did because like I try like, for real, Dimebag Daryl is like my freaking hero. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't a lot really of people, get yeah. into metal and until like later, and I started listening to them, and I realized, you know, kind of what happened in 2004. 
And I was just like, well, damn, I guess I'll never be able to like see them live. Yeah. But hopefully they're doing a reunion tour this year and I'm getting going seeing them in uh, November. But I mean, it's not going to be the same, but I mean, no, it's going to be there in spirit. So, right, right, right. But, yeah. Right. Pantera was a huge influence in my life. And uh, Pantera and Mudvayne, I remember because okay. uh, MTV, whenever I was younger, didn't play music videos anymore. It was always no. VH1. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I'd go on VH1 every Saturday morning and sometimes some random Mudvayne video. Mainly it was uh, like Not Falling or yeah. um, one, of the, one of the bigger um, hits. Yeah. Yeah, scream with me or things like that or dig things with like the music video would be on i'd be rocking it out at like you know nine or <laughs> eight nine or ten years old something around there Aww. yeah okay so so again even there you guys you know it, it the more i talk to you the more and not that it didn't make sense but the more the, the way that grimstalker and the music sounds makes even more sense to me because you are all pulling from these influences but you're not you're not replicating them you're sort of taking them putting them through the musical blender <laughs> right. bringing them out the other side and i just i think that's really cool and and i think that um you know it's uh it's 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 cool that you have can have something that's so intelligent and thoughtful but that's also just really badass where if people knew nothing about the background to the story, the background for your musical, you know, upbringings and, and all of that, like they could still just enjoy it for what it is. Right. But I love stuff that gets better the more you know about it. Um, because to me, that means that not only is it more interesting and, and I'm more likely to continue to enjoy it on repeat listenings rather than sort of my brain going, yeah, okay. Like I've heard this now and, and I'm done that there's, that there's, there's new stuff in it every time you go back to it. It's like, you know, like a, like a movie that, well, you know, has a bunch day. of stuff you could go back and watch again. Right. And it's more interesting. And then like, there's some movies that you're like, okay, I've seen that. I literally never see, need to see that again. So um, I'm just, I'm excited for you guys for everything that you have planned. And I just, um, I think, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be really cool. But now I have to, I'm trying to do the math and figure out how long. We have like almost a month to wait before the next song comes out, which I'm not super thrilled. So you better put your show <laughs> from Wednesday online so that people have something that they can hear that's that's at least technically new, even if they've heard the songs before. So try well, to, you know, try, yeah, try try to get as much of that on there as possible. So, okay. Yeah. So um, anything that, you know, that we missed in terms of, you know, new stuff coming out. It sounds like I feel like we probably covered all of it. We know we have August 23rd for the cover remix, but other stuff is brewing in the works coming soon, but we don't have a set date. Right. So we have six or seven tracks that are basically completely finished and unreleased. We just need to learn them. Okay. And I need to finish writing. <laughs> but I, <laughs> you know, I had an excuse the past couple of weeks because I had to restudy for my manager recertification test. And now that I've passed it, all my free time will go back right to writing. All right. Yay. So if, if a Karen <laughs> wants to speak to the manager, you're the one that's going to come out and be like, yeah, what? <laughs> that's right. Actually, I am. That's so and awesome. I've, I've had a that's couple something people, like, you should you put on Facebook. <laughs> you yeah. should totally do that. The next is like, can I speak to the manager? But you got to have your contacts in when you do that. Like, I think that would be so oh, much yeah. cooler. But like, no, you know, like, usually. <laughs> and then you just I sort of. Like, <laughs> I was late. All right. 
Okay, so all right, good. So you can re rededicate your um your time to just making more music. So okay, as I think you know, I end every show with a little segment I like to call in the Vox seat. So I'm going to ask you guys the same five questions that I ask everyone. And um, as I always say, you're probably gonna hate at least one of them, but that's okay. So the first question is for all three of you, however you wanna answer it. If you had to, and good luck with this, by the way, <laughs> if you had to sum up Grimstalker's music in five words or less, what would you say? And you each get five words. So technically 15. Damn man, that's fucking banging. Damn man, that's fucking banging. Okay, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so fire, bruh. <laughs> okay, is, are you going with that, Goose? That's your that's your uh Yeah, fuck it. Let's go with it. Okay, I like it. It just it 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 was it was a um a visceral reaction and I, I think we should stick with it. Just own it. Okay, guys, you're on the hook because he just banged that out right there. Yeah. Uh, I'd say uh, the deadest sound you'll hear. Okay. I like that too. I like that too. And I like them together. <laughs> all right, Grim, it's all you. This is it. You're the lyricist. You better make it fucking good, dude. Sounds that will muster up. Wait, sounds. Wait a minute. He didn't graduate uh, the the math part of high school. I am horrible at that. That's okay. I get. We can distill it. What were you gonna say? Sounds that muster up what? The gods. Okay, sounds that beckon the gods, maybe? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, work. all right, we'll take that. Yeah. All right, maybe one of your songs could be called Beckoning the Gods. I think that would be a badass song or album yeah. title, but okay. All right, those are cool together, and they work. I like that. Okay, you guys, you guys have, like, the fucking Vulcan mind meld. Everything you do is different, but it all works together really well, even, We're even your answers. We're all very well acquainted. Like, I, I've... This is like the greatest group that I've ever been in for a while. So we definitely have some links my, like in our brains. That's it. That's it. Synaptic convergence. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that's a song <laughs> no. name right there. What'd you say? <laughs> Synaptic convergence. Ooh. Yeah. I think I might have been. You know what? Jam that, would be, that just gave me an idea. Name a song Synaptic Convergence. And the, the matter of it would be... Um, how like everybody's a sheep. Okay. <laughs> so like a, gr a group thing kind of thing. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hop All on. right. And that's one thing that we like to boast about and why we're so different is because we're not hopping on any old bandwagon like everybody else's. You're doing we, your we're own starting thing. a bandwagon. <laughs> so you're just building, building the bandwagon that. from scratch. That's right. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So your favorite thing, each of you about being a musician um, always knowing that there's something else that you could learn. Hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. Okay. I would definitely say that my favorite thing about being a musician is um, making connections and expanding and spreading and being known and um, 
making other people known and you know like um i will say one thing that we didn't mention before beforehand is uh i actually just set up a show september 30th myself i got a hold of a venue and basically oh, wow. became a booking agent and they were like <laughs> find a sound guy and four bands so it's exactly what we did oh, and wow. so we're headlining and we've got four other bands and it's yeah so i mean we you know so you're making more connections even with that okay yeah yeah and so um we are we are uh that's that's my most favorite thing that and what i create what mm. comes out of my brain and i write it into the computer and then i record it and i put it out there and for somebody to go holy fucking shit dude I don't know how you think of these kinds of things, you know, and that's, that's what I love to hear is I like to hear this is different. This is, I like that acknowledgement, you know, I like that, uh, that recognition that, that praise, you know, it's. Well, that makes sense to me too, because as someone with ADHD, I know that a lot of times the way that the brain works and or doesn't get yeah. a lot of shit. And oh, yeah. when you're at a point where you found your hyperfocus and the thing that you just light up and lights you up, and then your brain can do what it was designed to do around that thing, and people finally can appreciate the neurodivergence for what it is, which is actually fucking yeah. awesome. It just doesn't fit into the box of standard education and being a kid and all that crap. But like, I, that yeah. totally makes sense to me that you can finally be like, okay, this is what my brain does. This is what I can do. This is what I can think of. Let me yeah. show you. So I, I totally, I feel you so deeply on that. So, yeah, okay. I, okay. I even made the flyer for that show and everything too. <laughs> That's another thing is like, uh, just, force of nature. You know, <laughs> yeah. What I, what I create. And I just, I love getting the feedback on what it is that I create and what we put out and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, yeah. that's my thing for music. Okay. All right, Grim. What about you? Favorite thing? Hell, that's a tough one. I mean, they 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 pretty much came talk now because they took the words right out of my mouth. That's it. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I'd have to say, uh, aside from what they say, to be different, uh, my other favorite thing would be the the performance aspect, the getting to play it live. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that also breaks down into right. making the connections. Okay. And, yeah, getting crowd involved and, and the feedback like and that, yeah. the feedback. So yeah, it, okay. it all just for me, it all just you know boils together. Okay. Yeah. See again, again, you guys have different answers, but you all agree, and then one of you comes in and synthesizes the whole thing. So there you go. You guys are very meta as a band and people. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. So now, flip side of that, your least favorite thing about being a musician. I don't really have one yet. Okay. I'll take I, that. That's good. Uh, I think I can speak on behalf of the entire band on this one, but sound guys that don't fucking oh, do their jobs. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can go with that. Sound okay. guys that don't do their jobs. and venues, It is a brutal thing. Venues that will either double book you or cancel your show because the headlining mm. act dropped out and they'd rather make more money rather than, you know, right. throw a bunch of local bands that are trying to make a name for themselves out mm -hmm. there. You know, I, mm -hmm. yeah, there's some stuff that I dislike. I didn't um, even like it. Yeah. The fact that, the fact that everything <laughs> takes for fucking ever, like I am t torn between my family and music making yeah. all the time. I spend more time making music and, 
than I do with being my family with my family and working. And mm. it's like, in order for me to actually get any solid production done, I need to work for at least four to eight hours because that is how long the shit takes. Yeah. Yeah. And even yep. still eight hours in a day is not enough to get one song done. Unless if yeah. you're just flying through it and you've got a golden gift from God, mm. you know, like other than that. Yeah. That's, that's mm. it. No, I, the sound, the sound guy, sound engineer thing speaks to me because I've always said that the sound engineer is like another member of the band and they can yeah. either make you or break you. And it oh, is yeah. so oh, glorious sure. when they make you and it is so devastating <laughs> when they break you. So I, I completely feel you on that. And yeah, the business part of it too, just like, oh, well, hey, you know, we were going to let you play, but we have this better opportunity here. So you could just go fuck off somewhere. What I like that's. Yeah. That's terrible. So okay, yeah, those are good answers. Bar. <laughs> okay. Goose, you were you were gonna throw in on that and then maybe add something? Oh, I was just gonna say, like, the only thing I really don't like is just like occasionally feeling like you're just not you weren't good enough. You know, it could have been better, you know, mm -hmm. but you always get the feedback of positive feedback and the negative feedback. So it's always mixed reviews, but you always got to look at it in your own light, your own mm. way. But so there's just times where you feel like you could have done better. Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that's the, um, the being your own worst critic thing is an answer that we get for that question a lot. So in one form or another, so you are definitely not alone in that, but okay. Here's the question you guys may hate. This is if people hate one, it's usually this one. If you could only pick one album to listen to for the rest of your life, and I think this is going to be especially hard for at least some of you, <laughs> what oh. album would you pick and why? Follow the Reaper by Children of Bodom, just because I, if I had to say, I, that's my most favorite band ever, Alexi. Mm -hmm. I love Alexi, and I did not get to see him before he passed, and... Really, I, I bursted into tears. I cried for two days straight when I found mm. out he died. Mm. I uh, But I would say Follow the Reaper by Children of Bodom because that one, even though I hated metal and stuff, when that album came out, it was 97, I think. Or no, no, it was around 99, 2000. Okay. Um, that was one of the most, you know, just nostalgic times in my life that I absolutely love to reflect on constantly. And mm. I constantly am trying to tr time travel back to that and feel those feelings of mm. being young and innocent and not having stress again, you know, things that remind me of those easy days mm. and children of Bodom's follow the reaper is just one of those albums. Those first, the first four albums by them, honestly, all fit into that category. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be follow the reaper. Okay. Eos, I'm going to go ahead and say it if nobody else has. I really fucking love your brain. Oh, thanks. No, I mean it. I do. I do because I, I think that sometimes the most creative, divergent thinkers who are the people that we need as the engine of progress and, and art and all of that just get such a bad rap. Um, and I... Yeah. I really, I, you have not said a single thing that wasn't thoughtful and interesting and honest. And, um, I dig you, dude. I really do. And I appreciate and musically too. I, I, I appreciate what you do, but I, um, I, yeah, I just wanted to say that cause I'm a nerd and that's what I was thinking. So, <laughs> okay. So who, who else, uh, who else here is the, the, the one album you guys have to, you guys have to make the terrible choice. 
I already got mine. You want to go? Go yeah, ahead. Grim I'm looks just... so unhappy with me. He's I'd the probably... one that hates it. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it. I'd probably say like um, LD50 by Mudbane. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that album had a large, like I said, like a lot of Mudbane popped up on VH1. And mm-hmm. uh, I had the CD since I was probably around, man probably since I was around nine or 10, I had the LD 50 CD and I'd listen, I'd read the lyrics and there was just this one lyric from uh death blooms that says, I just want to run around, uh, fly kites, wrestle, jump and play, uh, swim to the waves that crash to shore. Mm-hmm. And that just like puts a very nostalgic feeling in my brain of mm-hmm. like when there was, there was no other worries in life other than to worry about when you would go outside to play mm-hmm. and then when you would come back in. Okay. Okay. So in a way, the two of you have different albums, but um, same sort of idea, you know, just that feeling more carefree, less stress, more time to yourself, you know, nostalgic, kind of joyful. Okay. All right. So now what Rim is going to say is going to be a completely different kind of album. And he's going to agree with what both of you have said about nostalgia, but his reason is going to be different because that's how this band rolls. So, okay, Grim, lay it on us. What is it? Am I right? Well, that's a, you are right. Um, cause I was originally <laughs> thinking, um, Oh God, now I'm drawing blanks. It, uh, the one that you no, I'm not going to lose the one I picked. The one I was thinking was it's, it was a mud vein album. Shit. It had happy on it. Oh, I don't know yeah, why I'm drawing blanks. The end of all things to come. I was going to pick that one at first, Okay, but I think I'm going to have to go with, we are not alone by breaking Benjamin. Okay. And the why? Wait, no. Was sorry, I got the album wrong from earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. What was it? It was a different album. <coughs> anyway, disregard that. Okay. I'm pissed I can't think of the album because he literally listened to it every day when I was a kid. But anyways, um, I would pick Breaking Benjamin's We Are Not Alone because of the nostalgia feel that I have with it. Um, that was the first CD that I had that got me into things and they're, they're pretty heavy, but that was the first CD that I had owned that got me into things that weren't overly heavy. Okay. Okay. So a different, a different shade of the spectrum there for you. Um, but not totally out of the realm. So, okay. Yeah. To the, to, to, to the penultimate question, you guys are consistent in your, um, your Voltron of ideas. And I love that. So, okay, this is it. This is the, the, controversial final question and i'm going to throw this to a band that managed to somehow make bare necessities (laughs) from disney um sound way harder than it should have so i feel like you guys can answer and do anything but this is the question your toilet paper roll does the toilet paper come over the top or do you pull it out from under the bottom and why over the top just because it makes more sense in my opinion if you pull from the bottom you're just going to keep pulling up you know all you have to do is put your hand on top of the roll instead of have to hold it from above it's a lot easier to hold your hand this way than it is to do this takes more muscles to do this to hold it from below to rip okay this is a lot lazier Okay, so we're we're going with what makes common sense to you and is also lazier. I like that combination of things. Not only that, it's when you pull it out, 
because usually I wipe with four squares. I'll get personal. I'll Look get at personal. you. We're we're getting all the deets on this. Okay. Yeah. Right. When you when you pull it out, you can see the lines so that you know when to stop. Especially if you're like me and you don't like taking time to take a shit, and you it takes too long to do it, so you want to rush through it and just hurry up and get it done. Look, I have music four to make. Four squares man. done. Four squares done. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be hard to top as an answer, but go for it. <laughs> I don't know. I got a pretty good reason. Okay. I put it on. I put it on top. Okay. Okay. Because there's pictures of it doing that on the packaging. Okay. So you're a patent packaging well, rule follower guy. Is that well, the not even that like everything that I agree with everything that he said, I'm just adding on to it. Like it just makes more sense just to do that on top. It, it's easier. It's lazier to do it that way. Uh, I was raised to do it that way, but then you're raised to do it that way for a certain reasons. Cause it's the right reason. And then even the packaging portrays it. There so, you go. You feel yeah. like it's a, it's a, it's a gestalt of all of those things. Okay. So now we know you have two songs you have to write. One is beckoning the gods and the other one is four squares. Yeah, four, four squares. squares. Four okay. squares. All right, Grim, this is it. This is the final answer of the final question for the final countdown. So what is it? What's your, what's your, here so, we go. To be sure I've got the, the, the question correct. Yes. It's, it's an, it's a, it's, it's an, it's a, it's an answer of, whether I like the toilet paper spinning this way or this way. Yes, I am right? not. Some people have thought I was asking in what direction they wipe, whether it was front to back. That is not information that I feel compelled to learn about anyone. <laughs> Although well, now I feel um, like I've, I've got a lot of information on use and, and, and what goes on in the, in the commode at his house. But yes, this is a on the, on the little stick thing. The toilet paper goes on the wall and, you know, is it draping over or is it pulling out from under? That is the question. Oh, it, for me, it's pulling out from under. <gasps> and the reason why is because, like I said at the beginning, uh, I'm just a weird fuck. And I don't do things uh, the proper way. I like to do things uh, unorthodox. So, so this I, is a counterculture move that you're making. Okay, I'm going to tell you so right I, now. I never see you the, use the restroom. Dom from Jamstick is going to love you, Grim. Dom from Jamstick is going to love you because he is the only other person that has been on this show who has said under. So under, under now, gang, baby. now you guys have um, each other to lean on as a support group of sorts. The under roll, you know, anonymous or whatever. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to. You're gonna have to maybe even write a song about it. Um, you know, maybe. you could do some blast beats for you, and you could just rap about, you know, how under it brings the thunder. Or what I don't know, like you, you, you'll come up with it. That's what four squares is gonna be about. Thunder from down under. There you go. So, okay, so there's a little. This is the only thing that you guys have not managed to completely kind of agree on. Look at that. The last question you saved it for the last minute, and it, it came down to toilet paper. Fortunately, well, you know. from a musical standpoint, that's not going to impact you too much. So I feel okay about it. I have not created any drama in the band. So. I will be bringing my own role to have going the opposite way on tours. <laughs> there you go. You go you're going to have to have two toilet paper rolls on the thing, and there's going to be one where one the paper roll runs out twice as fast because the only other Why person is there using it. Two rolls of toilet paper in here. Don't touch the one that goes under. That's grim. And then we'll have <laughs> we'll have Grim Stalker the toilet paper. 
Hey. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, you got to put it in the rider, like the brown M&Ms, you know, just maybe brown M&Ms is not a great thing to say when we're talking about toilet paper. But on that lovely note, <laughs> guys, you have been um, so much fun. And I really am so glad that that you were able to come on this show and just you know, lay all this out. I love how honest you are. I love the process that you guys have. I love the way that you're planning and thinking out your music, but you're also leaving all these different avenues open to just, you know, fuck around and have freedom and, and create a sound that isn't like anybody else's. And I'm good luck with your gig. Well, I don't know. You're supposed to break a leg, but I hope you have an awesome gig on Wednesday um definitely want to you know get some video of that um as you're doing it we know we have august 23rd for the remix and cover and uh, i have a feeling in the chat there have been many guesses about what this is already so um we're gonna have to see if anybody was correct on that and then um you've got your your um show that you organized in september so um people will have to keep an eye out for that and uh and all the new music you have coming so thank you guys again so much for for chatting with me tonight and thank uh, you for having us oh you're so very very us. welcome thank you very welcome and you made the one microphone work so i'm very proud of you <laughs> yeah. all right guys that's another boxing guest in the books we will see you next time bye right on we'll see you later <laughs>